Hey there, folks. I'm Isaac, and I'm haunted by a sinister past. And I'm Claire, and I'm a famous designer. And this is Make Make That That Game, Game, where we pitch the latest, the greatest new video game ideas that aren't going to be made. They're not real. Where are they? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we're here today. We are going to jump right in to pitching some game ideas that may or may never exist. Um, Isaac, do you have a game idea to pitch today? Okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. I actually have two game ideas, and I need to know which one's more topical. <laughs> okay. Because this is basically going to be the Halloween episode. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And I have a spooky Halloweeny kind of thing. Right. But I also have just a general fall themed okay. game, specifically okay. about like apple picking. So like is November going to be too late for apple picking? No. I mean, like in reality, yes. Like I don't I think most apple orchards are probably closed soon, but like in vibes, I don't think so. Okay, okay. So I'll 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 go with the Halloweeny game. Yeah. All right. Um. So I haven't come up with a good name for this, as I often don't. This is a. I, I'm gonna go with the working title Scatterbones. I like it. And so y- in this game, you are an undead spirit who lives in like a spooky Halloween land. So, like, Nightmare Before Christmas style, like, everything is Halloween-themed. It's all dark and orange and purple and stuff. And there's ghouls and ghosts and goblins all around. So, you are uh, an undead creature who lives here. And a nasty gargoyle hits you so hard your bones scatter to all the winds. So then you start the game as a disembodied soul. And you're on a quest to recollect your skeleton, bone by oh, bone. Oh my gosh, this is great. It also reminds me of um, the wisps in Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a lot like that. <laughs> yeah. So the way that this works is it's going to be a, um, I don't know, There there's probably a specific term for this, but like a level by level platformer. It's not like an open world Metroidvania I, I want it to be like you start the game. You don't really make any decisions on the f- on on the path that you take through the game. Um, like level one is collecting your hip bone or skull or whatever. The quirk and 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 then you progress through each level until you finally collect your entire skeleton and then you have a battle with the gargoyle, and uh, he is the final boss of the game. And you get your vengeance against him, and your soul is settled, or you become the king of Halloween land, or whatever. Uh, the The ultimate goal is maybe, maybe just become the king. Why not have why a little not? crown, a little gargoyle crown? Maybe that's why he smashed you in the first place, because mm. you were the king of of the land, and then he just smashed you, 
and steal your crown. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the the mechanical quirk here is that you start as a disembodied soul, so you have extreme freedom of movement that, like, you, you can just fly around. You can, like, basically Kirby float through entire levels if you want to. Beautiful. You, you can just fly across the ground. The The movement obstacles are basically arbitrary in the beginning of the game. Like, the, the biggest conflict that the biggest obstacle that you come across is like wind turbines that would blow your spirit and force your movement in a certain Mm -hmm. way but like enemies can't hurt you (laughs) there's no spike traps like no bottomless pits that can actually do anything to you etc but as you gain more body parts you become embodied and thus your your movement becomes more limited are you like hopping on one leg and stuff as they like uh, so I, that was one thing that I, I was thinking about. I wasn't exactly certain, like, if the legs would come as a set, just to, to simplify it. Because, like, there there's a couple ways you could do this. You could have, like, all 206 bones in the human body, and so you have 206 levels, or you just have, like, each level is like three stages like have it as like a classic like sonic style it's like three stages and then a boss stage so uh and then you do that eight times to collect like the skull the chest one arm two arm and then the legs as a set because hopping around does not seem like a fun method of transportation so i think it works best if you get both legs right sure yeah um so yeah, 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 but to trade off for the mobility issues that having a body results in, <laughs> you do gain certain other things. So like, let's say you get the skull first. Let, let's say the game decides that you get the skull first. So you are a skull with a disembodied like soul energy around it. So like you can still fly, you still float around, mm-hmm. but now like you can only fit through small gaps because your skull has to physically fit in it, whereas before you could just phase right through walls and stuff like that. And cool. like you can actually take damage now, but I don't. I actually don't know what the upside for having a skull is. Great, maybe yeah. maybe because like it protect you right a little bit. It's armor. Well, I figure as a as just a soul, you can't be hurt by anything already okay is was my initial thought going into it because like if a skeleton throws an arm bone at you it just passes so level one is just like nothing then right like like the first three levels are like basically nothing um the 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 obstacle so it's it's both a freebie and sort of like the the difficulty of it is the like wind turbines that you have to learn how to navigate uh, and basically the first levels are going to be like sliding ice puzzles in an abstract kind of way. The same kind of concept, like once you get in a wind stream, like it forces you to go someplace. So you have to figure out how to go through the various wind streams to get to the end of the level. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. I would play it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you, as, as you get different body parts, um, you lose mobility in some senses, 
but you gain power. Like, the arms would allow you to have, like, a powerful attack and might be the only way that you can attack. And then once you have the legs, then you, like, have to run and jump through levels instead of flying and finding gaps that you can fit through. You have to run and jump, but you're faster, and you can jump on enemies and damage them. Boom. So, yeah, that's Scatterbones. Okay, yeah. That sounds good. That's my Halloween-themed game. Spooky. I like it. So, so do you got a Halloween-themed game for me to pitch so, to me? It's not really Halloween-themed. That's <gasps> okay. It's a little bit. I, so it's fine. It's okay. like it's like trick-or-treat adjacent, so I think that's good. And it's um it's actually an uh, augmented reality game. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, the title is not my favorite, but it's like a working title, so it doesn't matter. Is um is like Cookie Hunter. Okay. All right. So it's based on an article I read that they've three D printed QR codes successfully inside of cookies. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Excuse me. Basically, they use Cookie to like carve the 3d print inside so if you hold the cookie up to like light you can see the 3d print through it it's all made of cookie though and like the actual appearance of the cookie is unchanged okay so it's a qr cookie and um so the idea of the cookie hunter is that you have to travel to different bakeries in your area and collect (laughs) So when you scan the QR code of a cookie, then you collect that cookie kind of like Pokemon Go. And then you can battle your cookies in the game. So it's like a Pokemon Go plus cookies plus discovering local um, treats. So maybe maybe this was maybe maybe this was too early in your life for memories to have formed. But in the 90s, I believe there was this like idea so it was barcode scanners okay you you would scan barcodes and that would give you like a monster no i so don't so you have would that go to a grocery store and like like oh a can of soup gives me uh sippy the snake what what would you plus 5 strength okay by give though cuz we didn't have like we weren't really internet connected at that point like to the like we didn't have smartphones like where would you get the monster like where um, where would it exist? So it exists in the game code. So the so you had to buy a, a barcode scanner okay. specifically for this. Uh-huh. And then in in like in the memory of that game, right, programmed into that game is like if I receive a barcode So it was a specific like, with, game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a specific game. Um but most of the most barcodes were like fairly generic things. I think there was only certain barcodes that were anything special um but like if you just scanned every can of soup you would basically get like the generic like pidgeys and rattatas of that game from what i remember i never actually played it because buying accessories and stuff expensive well i do where are we it's time to ask a question (laughs) I think okay, wait. You you, you don't have like that. Okay, that's pretty that's much it. Yeah, yeah I I cool, didn't cool, go cool, deep cool. into design. I mean, obviously, like different cookies, different characters. Maybe you could get the cookie recipes. I don't know. I think it'd just be fun to run around eating cookies and scanning QR codes. Okay, yeah, and and so this helps local businesses get yeah. 
customers at least one time. I feel like so it was probably would fun. be like an event. Like maybe you like as a town, you buy this game and then people do it on like a special day. I like that. I like that a lot. You, you, it's like a town service. Yeah, it's like a town. Cookie um, day. Like team. Make it a tradition. Yeah, cookie day. Anyway, so that's Cookie Hunter and it's a good time. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, okay. Ask the question. Okay. I hear that Claire has a question today. I do have a question. So my Which question. means it's a different segment than Isaac asked a question. Claire this asked is Claire a asked a question. Um, it's not the same segment. All right. You can. Okay, so my question is, what do you think the ethics are of using cheat codes in games? Oh, okay. All right. So, if a cheat code is available, it is fine and actually also fun to use it. (laughs) Is that the answer? And thought. Well, okay, so... All right. Cheat codes are mostly in single player games and they, I don't know, they do stuff like infinite lives, um, infinite lives, infinite health, um, infinite damage, like everything dies in one hit. I'm sitting here over here being like the Sims and I'm like, so many things. Yeah. In Sims, is there like, do you type in codes like in RTS, oh, yeah. like that in was... Age of Empires, you would type in like um, cheese pizza and it would give you 500 food resource yep. and then you could build soldiers. Yep, with it, it was. Um, that was probably the first time I used internet forums was to was to find Sims cheat codes. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, you type it in, you get control shift C. Um, what was it? Bullprop underscore. Oh, no. Oh, man. I could probably type it without saying it out loud. Oh, wait. So, wait. Did you use these cheat codes by actually opening up a console, like, in the game? So, like, it, like, uh, computer, like, the command terminal? Yeah. That, like, Windows has? Okay. That's, (laughs) that's awesome. You open up the developer console and and you you set developer flags and that's the cheat code. Yeah, you turn things on true and false. Like, that's how you do it. Love it. it. (laughs) I'm not even sure if that's really, like, I guess it's sort of cheat codes, but it it doesn't quite feel, because, like, I'm thinking, like, putting a certain username as, as your, like, file name, unlock certain things, um, typing in testing cheats bullprop underscore testing cheats enabled true incredible incredible <laughs> and then you could spawn things so once you had that enabled you could then um like drag any so like in the sims sorry i'm getting like so excited about sims again but like any um health bar like any of their stats you can just click and drag them to wherever you want them to be you can like spawn the tombstone of life and death which allows you to just like create new sims make npcs playable sims make sims npcs like you can like you can impregnate yourself like there's just oh i don't like that well not you you know the character you can just be oh okay it doesn't like no. impregnate you in real life. Okay. No. I was scared. I was that this tombstone. But yeah. Was so too anyway, powerful. so that's that's like my experience with cheat codes is like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm gonna break this down really. Cheat codes were gate kept accessibility options. That's there's my hot take. Ooh. That's clip that. Yeah. Take it out of context. Blow me up on the internet. 
call me evil. I I don't know how you can interpret that as evil, but like, yeah, I mean, they make the game easier, and a lot of them are like I said, like uh, damage kills enemies easier. Uh, you don't take as much damage, so if you are less skilled at the game or you are less able to use the controls effectively it can help you enjoy the game in a better way like what's the difference between turning on god mode by pressing up down a b start start a b up down versus going to the accessibility menu and uh saying you know take 10 percent damage instead of 100 percent yeah or, and I like I think in the Sims example, it kind of like unlocks different ways to play because like if you're, it's almost like, so like if you're just playing Sims straight up, it's kind of like survival mode in a game. It's like, like, like yeah. Subnautica survival because you're mostly trying to keep your Sim like happy and healthy. Whereas like if you have the cheats enabled, then you can focus more time on like the relational drama of Sims. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it's basically like creative mode, right? Yeah. Like uh, Minecraft has creative mode where you like fly around and have infinite of every kind of block and stuff. And it's, you just create stuff. You, yeah. you don't worry about survival. Right. So it's like, you don't have to worry about money. You can buy whatever you want for your house. Like those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that cheat codes are perfectly ethical. Um, if there is a multiplayer game that allows cheat codes, I cannot think of any where you can just use cheat codes willy-nilly, like Age of Empires. I believe you had to set a flag when you made the game, like whether cheat codes were enabled or not. That, that That's my primary experience with cheat codes. Um, Age of Empires, by the way. So, like, if you had cheat codes enabled, then the enemy had equal access. So it was uh, whoever could type the cheat codes the fastest to get the most resources. Or they they had a cheat code where if you typed... POW, like P-O-W, and then any uh, any other word, it would spawn a baby like on a tricycle with a shotgun that would basically be able to kill any other unit in the game like pretty fast. So if you just type pow, 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 you could get like 15 babies and just roll into your enemy's base while they were building it, clear them out. Wow. Fun times. Fun times. Wow. Yeah. So I guess that does bring up a good point. It's like if you're playing like a like a Borg MMORPG um, and you were cheating, then it's kind of is cheating because you can be better than other people. Right. Like people who don't yeah, know. The I think code. that goes into a different question because. Yeah. Uh, but like single cheat player codes games versus hacking. Yeah. It's like single player games. It doesn't really matter because you're not cheating anyone. <laughs> like you're just exactly. doing your game. <laughs> And some people say, oh, you're cheating yourself of the experience. But, like, eh. Well, we just talked about how it's it's just a different experience. Like, you know. Yeah, it's a different experience. It's, um, and sometimes accessibility. I think this like, goes to, so funny. a podcast I like is called Reading Glasses. It's kind of like this podcast, but for books. Although they don't pitch books. But that would be cool if they did. <laughs> they um, should pitch them that idea. But, yes. But one of the things, <laughs> one of the things they talk about is not to be a book snoot. Like that you're, you're like, oh, you should read the classics or like audiobooks aren't books. And I feel like this is kind of the version of that where it's like, you have to play on hard mode or you didn't really play the game. It's like, no, you can play however oh, you want. Yeah. Play however you yeah. want. Like play your video games. <laughs> it's completely valid. You are completely allowed to play whatever way is most fun for you because that's ultimately what this is. Video games are fun, actually. Yeah. They're not jobs, unless they are your job, unless you're like a QA tester or yeah. a developer. Yeah. Uh, in which case, I'm so sorry. 
I am so so sorry. Or if you're a you're a professional video game podcaster. Yeah, but we made it not our jobs anymore by removing yeah. I removed honks and honks. Ta- well, okay. Remove. I mean, we can still honk and bonk it. We just yes, we removed it as a necessity. consistent seg- segment yeah. as a necessary segment. Yeah. But anyway, so you're saying hacking versus cheat codes. Yes. So a cheat code implies to me it's something built into the game that is like a little Easter egg intended for players to be able to like do. Right. A hack is like you were saying with a MMORPG, if you find a way to like never take any damage, if you like can run an outside program and it intercepts the the HTTP messages or yeah, the the like messages that are being sent by the MMORPG client to the server so that it makes it so that you never like take damage or something. That's not part of the game. You're hacking, you're giving yourself an advantage over other players. That that is that's sketchy. Yeah. Now, on the flip side of it, if it's like a single player game, then it's it's sort of like an uh, if the game does not implement accessibility options and all this really does is like make the game a little easier or whatever, that's in my opinion also fine. Modding a game uh, if you mod mm. Elden Ring so all enemies die in one hit and it takes 100 <laughs> hits to kill you, uh, and that's how you enjoy the game, that's fine. That's oh that's fine. Can we get but that mod for me, you... please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll look for it. But if you go into Elden Ring and you're doing PvP and you've hacked yourself to have max in all stats or whatever, and you are just destroying other players, that's... That's not a fair thing. Uh, PvP meaning player versus player for those who What's, do not know the same terms as me. Yeah, so I guess um, it is. It's just kind of like as long as you're having your time and it's not impacting someone else's time. Yeah. I think go for it. Yeah. I think it is interesting because back when I was doing my Sims hacking, it was so early. So it was The Sims. Like I was playing The Sims. Like yeah. original Sims. And I was young and I hadn't played a lot of video games. And so it felt like I thought I was hacking pretty much. Like I thought I was being like <laughs> so cool and like discovering things that no one knew. And it's like, no, these are on- <laughs> like they built that. Like that's not like it's yeah. it's designed to be able to do that. And I didn't really think it through that way. Like I just thought, ooh, yeah, the first one was Rosebud and that could get you, I think, a thousand simoleons. That's money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rosebud, and then move all objects true is like the best because then you can like design a little bit more freely and you can put objects within objects and like all that good stuff. That's creative mode. I yeah. like that. Um, and you can also like move your sims. So like normally you can't click and pick up sims and move them around, but in move all objects you can. So like if they're like trapped in the bathroom, for example, which I was telling you about last night sometimes happens, <laughs> then you can just like shift them away. Or if you're trying to redo a room, but they're annoyingly right there, then you can move them out of the way. Ooh, Animal Crossing needs that. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, because sometimes villagers will like oh, walk up when to you're a outside. tree and like, sit yeah. on it or like sit in the middle yeah, yeah, of the yeah. path. And you're like, I'm trying to terraform here. Excuse yeah. me? Excuse me? Get out of here, please? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Because you can do that in um, Paradise Planning. You can pick them up oh, and put them places. Okay. Good. <laughs> but, but yeah, outside you can't. But yeah, so okay, cool. Well, that sounds good. We um, apparently are a cheat, pro-cheat podcast. <laughs> yeah. Pro-code, no, yeah. As, 
As long as you're not using it to gain an unfair advantage on an unaware second party. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, don't give yourself an aimbot in Overwatch or whatever first-person shooter. Just... Unless you're playing... it, did, I don't know if they have a single-player campaign, like a single-player mode besides training. But anyways, anyway. yeah. Cheat away! Cheat away. I do want to share with the whole podcast, because I think it's funny. Um, before we started, I told Isaac the coffee tasted funny, my coffee tasted funny, and I realized it's because I didn't rinse out my cup. So even though I dumped out the um, strawberry seltzer that I had in there, um, that's the f- weird fruit flavor that's, I think, per... Every yeah, now and okay. then, just getting a little... That that'll happen, mm. yeah. That's okay. that's what it is. So I just thought uh, I'd we share are with a the pro viewers. rinsing our cups podcast. I just didn't think it was that strong of a flavor that I would notice after I dumped it. But anyway, cheers. <laughs> it's it's very subtle. It's totally fu- it's totally it, drinkable. subtle undertones of strawberry. Yeah. In my pumpkin spice coffee. Oh boy. Okay. Well, with that being said. Uh, we're moving on to a segment where we could get the words strawberry and pumpkin. Who knows? It's the rapid fire round. We're going to generate three random words. We will have five minutes to make those words into a game. The game needs a story, some mechanics, and an and a title, obviously. And, you know, we're going to just do that. Are you ready with the timer? I am. Great. Well, then I am ready with the words. Here they are. Oh, this is good. Oh, I love this. Hot, hot, hobby, hot hobby, tournament, (laughs) hot hobby tournament. I want to go. Like, I want to go to the hot hobby tournament. Like, I'm in. I'm already there. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So did any game ideas leap out at you? No. um, I just really like the idea of a hot hobby tournament. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So hobby tournament. My hobby is... Warhammer, right? Like, well, the hobby is now tabletop wargaming, and that has tournaments. Yeah. So it's a hobby and a tournament. See, I was picturing it's like, but you dress sexy that t- instead. I would, yes, yes, but I don't know how to incorporate that into like a gameplay mechanic, no, it, it, except for all of the maybe, characters. Maybe okay. So here's: is, is it a dating sim? You go to a, a tournament. And also, like, while you're battling, oh play, like, other players, like, it's also a dating sim. So, like, you're trash-talking and flirting with each other as the as the battle is going. Okay. So, it's a combination dating sim, like, like battle game simulator. strategy game. Yeah. Which is basically what Fire Emblem is, I'm realizing. No, but this um, is good. I like it. I was going to go a different way, but we're going to keep, we're sticking with it. This remember the game pitch I did a couple episodes ago. I don't remember how long ago, but it it, it was basically that idea where you oh, yeah. can no. flirt with enemies. Wasn't that was wasn't that the one you said you didn't want to go there? And then I also made a dating sim, but I didn't want to make it a dating sim. We were both yes. like, never mind. So this we're gonna do a dating sim. We're doing okay. it, and we're gonna call, the name is Hot Hobby Tournament. Like that's yeah perfect. It's already yeah yeah. And then our advertisements are all of the hot other players. Yeah. And yeah, you. It's pretty. It's a pretty straightforward. I like that it incorporates the turn-based RPG into the dating sim, right? Like, like you're you're still playing the tournament games, but you're also flirting right. as you go. So like, you could win the tournament. Maybe there's even a thing where like, oh, should you should you let this like hot person yeah. win? But then like they look down on you because oh, like you like that's not really playing right. the game. 
certain characters have certain paths that you have to do. Like you have to lose to them in one round, uh, and but they have to like watch you like win another tournament. Because I imagine it's not just one tournament. Yeah. I, I imagine you go on a circuit. Oh, yeah. And you Got meet to. the same characters, and maybe like, um, there's one character who doesn't show up until later in the game. It's like Rock Band. Yeah, sure. I never played. Like, does campaign does 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 Rock oh. Band have like a rock non-free band? play mode? Don't even get me started on Rock Band's campaign. Uh, uh, then I, I will not. I was so into it. <laughs> I was deep. I like deep into it. Nice. Um, anyway. Also, so an important part of this is also you would have to paint, uh, and like hobby paint, part. like not actually like painting, but like Design. at least being able to customize like yeah. the, the the units. You so use we've got in the game. we've got the tournament, we've got the hobby, and we've got the hot. I think we nailed it. Yeah, hot hobby tournament, the turn based RPG dating sim where you customize your figures. Hot Hobby Tournament with Hobby one tournament. minute and 30 seconds left. That is time. Beautiful. All right. Are you ready for our next three words? Yes. I was born ready, actually. Oh, my God. Okay. Broccoli. Always a good start. Franchise. Okay. Maximum. Okay. okay. Broccoli um, franchise maximum. So, broccoli, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mutate into... Uh, vegetables. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. You are a vegetable farmer operating a stand. You. I mean, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to argue we could just make it different varieties of broccoli. We could make up fake broccoli. I just feel like why, why not just lean you could, uh, Okay. Let's focus. Let, yes. You are a broccoli farmer. You, uh, actually I like this because it does open up an intro interesting, interesting mechanic so i imagine the core gameplay you buy broccoli seeds you plant them you harvest them so it's basically a farming sim uh where you start off like small scale but then you maximize to this massive like huge multiple broccoli farms selling millions of broccolis a day across countries managing all that but because it's specifically broccoli, so we can do broccoli crossbreeding. Ooh. So you buy different seeds, and then you, you've got, like, variety X of, of broccoli. I don't know enough about broccoli to, like, talk about this too much, but, like, X crossbreed with Y broccoli. If you know about you broccoli, send us broccoli. an email. <laughs> yeah. Hey, send us emails about your broccoli, broccoli farmers. We want to know. <laughs> we want to make this game. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. Advertise your business. So I think I think it's a breeding, but it's also going to be like a like a resource slash store management. Like you're franchising your broccoli stand, like you're selling yes. the broccoli, you're managing multiple franchise opportunities. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. As the game goes on, but uh, I think it would be really fun to like start like super super duper tiny, like like literally like a small garden in your backyard and like a little stand on the side of the road and then you just become this massive corporation capitalism capitalism ho <laughs> so right. i i don't know is that what what what's our name broccoli or bust okay sure all right i was okay try, i was trying to come up with like some kind of broccoli pun like stocks well, that's broccoli. time with two minutes and 30 seconds left. Three. Okay. 
But then also broccoli does grow on stalks, doesn't it? Yeah, and then it like florets. The florets are like the top. I I feel like we actually could have gone somewhere with stalks and stalks and Yeah, but that Animal Crossing already did that. You're right. You're right. You're right. They they beat us to it. Yeah. So Wait. Isn't broccoli like a kind of ga- cabbage or something? I don't know. Did I I feel like we found out that broccoli is not what you suspect. It's like uh, I don't know uh, anything Im- now that like immature. the more I think about broccoli, the less I know about broccoli. I'm I'm just gonna do a quick Google. I feel like there was something that related to broccoli. One version is like a less ripe version, so it is in the cabbage family. Okay. This is this is now a this is now a broccoli. Uh, podcast. No, the broccoli. We learn cast? about the history of broccoli. No. Um, okay. Well. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm uh, not learning anything. No. Maybe I'm thinking of something different and wrong. Fine. Okay. All right. Let's leave okay. the broccoli cast behind us and go to our next three words. Okay. I'm ready. Safe. Okay. Hut. Okay. First. That makes me think um, of Tiny Hut, my favorite spell in D&D. Okay. So my initial thought was like a survival game where you, you have to build your hut yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for safety. But we can keep the survival game aspect. You are a wizard who knows Tiny Hut. Well, what if you're the first person to invent Tiny Hut? That's why it's first. Okay, but uh, what gameplay? That's just do you the teach story. other people Tiny Hunt? I don't or... know. That's just the story element. We got to get first. Oh, in there. okay. So you're the first wizard to learn Tiny Hut. Maybe the game is learning Tiny Hut. You're trying to build the spell, so you have to build a bunch of huts to practice, and you have to like <laughs> learn magic, and you're like trying to figure out how to do it, <laughs> and then you win uh... when you finally discover you win when you finally discover how to do Tiny Hut. Okay. No? Okay. All right. So. Hmm. Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no. Well, now I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to, I'm trying to think of like, okay. So we've got like an idea. So what's the gameplay actually look like? So you I walk into like, the forest. Yeah. It's like a over the shoulder POV. You're like running around. Um, you are a wizard, so you have magic. So you collect like objects, and like you try to like build huts with. Maybe you already have some spells, so you like build huts with certain spells you have, and then like the more huts you build, the more you like learn new spells through it. So like it's like oh, you've unlocked like invisibility, or like because tiny huts opaque. I guess it's not invisible. Um, is it? I can't remember. Anyway, you can't see. It's into been so it. long since we played Dungeons and Dragons. I know. I know we are the meme of like scheduling conflicts for adults. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, the um I know you can't see into it. I don't think it's actually invisible. You so, can see out of it. Yeah. So like figuring that out, right? Like, oh, like wall transparency. That's a new spell I learned. Or like oh, I don't know. I think how to make you have to learn how to make it last a long time. Right? Like this could work. Like, the more huts you build, the more spells you do, the more you learn new spells, and then eventually you can combine them all into Tiny Hut. This has okay. to be how actual magic gets discovered, you know? Like, spells... Yeah, but... So, 
All right, so the the gameplay is repeatedly casting spells for practice. Well, you have to collect things to do it. Yeah. Like you're in the woods, like you said, you're like you there's probably like wood things that are like that are like running around. You got to like defend yourself from. Maybe you get like like newsletters about other wizards trying to discover tiny hut before you do. So it's like <laughs> Okay, wait, okay. I uh, here now we've got an interesting concept. So you have a progress bar that says how close you are. All of your actions add to this. Mm-hmm. And then you periodically get updates as to how other NPCs are doing and yeah. it's literally a race to be like, the first. A race to be the first. What um, um how are we on time? We have a minute and 30 seconds right. left. We might want to start thinking of a name. <laughs> Cuz I don't want to fail again like last time. So, is the game only about Tiny Hut, or is it? I don't don't know why you can't grasp this game. I don't know why. I guess you could, if you like, if you wanted more levels where you're discovering other spells. Sure, I don't know, but it's all about being the first to discover it. I don't know why this is not enough game for you. I'm already playing the game. I'm already playing the game. I just, I, <laughs> all right, we've got a minute left. I, I just don't understand what the, what the gameplay aspect is. Like, that sounds like a story. Yeah, I don't well, understand, like, what your character actually does in the game. Yeah, you're hunting through the woods and you're collecting objects and you have to use the objects to, like, like, kind of like Animal Crossing recipes. Like, you find a recipe that's a spell and you need objects to cast a spell. And the more you cast it, the more you'll learn, you'll gain, like, skill points, like Sims, like, you're, like, you gain up in skill of, like, of like wall transparency until you get all the way to the top and then you can make a, a wall that's transparent on one side and opaque on the other. And then you're like, great, done. Next step. Okay. Okay. Um, we need so to name it. We have like a second. We have 15 you're, seconds you're and the game me. is called Wizard of the Woods. <laughs> all right. Wizard of the Woods. Jeez. I'm... That's time with 10 seconds left. <laughs> Jeez. Wee! You're killing me. You're killing me over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right sorry all right. i just i was not visualizing like an actual gameplay because like okay it's weird because i can like i'm like i said like i'm already playing the game in my head like it's so clear to me i don't know how else to describe uh, it all right can can you describe a like two minute period of playing the game let you start okay, up yeah. you start up the game yeah all right, you so know, I'm, you, a, I'm a little wizard you guy. O- you load up your save. Yeah. Explain, explain to me. So I'd open up my, like, inventory, and I'd see that I have, like, level two, like, um, roof skills. And so I'm like, I got to practice my roof and skills. So I look at, like, my roof, like, recipe, and it says I need, like, 20 logs. So I'm, like, running through the forest, and I, like, chop down a tree. But then, like, oh, no, like, when I chop down a tree, like, an evil owl comes out, and I have to wizard battle with the owl. But then, like, I solved that, and then I collect all my twigs, and I, like, cast the spell, which maybe takes, like, time or energy or something. And then... Um, and then my bar goes up. My It's like, okay, well, now you're at level three roof building. So, like, you're that much closer. And then, like, a bird flies by and it's like, a letter from town. And it's like, Wizard Farfulfloth has um, reached level four of roof building. And you're like, oh, no, I got to keep working hard. <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. This has, this has pieced it together because, okay, in my head, based on the description, like, it literally seemed like, okay, so you found the roof recipe. 
and now you just sit there clicking the button to cast roof no. until you no. max out roof and it just seemed like a very grindy game i mean it, it still seemed... is gonna be a little grindy but it, it's definitely gonna have like but like it has actual gameplay to it yeah. besides just sitting there like i cast roof right i cast roof no i cast roof <laughs> no Okay, it's there's there is more gameplay than just that happening. Also, I would like it if we made this game and we used that sound bite. Uh, I cast roof. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, that's our show. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at Mac. Uh, we are at Make That Game Pod. <laughs> You uh, failed to cast that spell. You don't oh have enough God. make that game plug. I guess uh, not. You need to cast that more times. Yeah. So at Make That Game Pod on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, we are on. Um, we actually are on Facebook. We have a page there, but I don't know how to. I don't know where that what it is. But if uh, you... <laughs> I'm gonna do a test real quick. Like, is it just Facebook.com/slash Make That Game? It might be. Um, we also you can email us at Make That Game Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on YouTube and please subscribe if you do, and leave us a rating on iTunes if you can and if you go ahead it's facebook.com slash make that game pod beautiful um there you are so if you are on facebook you can find us there as well and if you heard a game today that you think should exist in the real world we encourage you to get out there and make Make that that game. game